0: Cairo Feast. Take a bite out of Dr. Jeff's wisdom so you can pay it forward. Come and get it! Cairo Feast is online and we are ready to serve. And today I've got a wonderful guest. Once again, um, I'm bringing to the episode Dr. Charlene Lindbergh and uh, welcome, Shar.
1: Thank you for having me, Dr. Jeff.
0: Um, You may not thank me by the time we're done (laughs) because um, I I brought you in on this to talk about one of my least favorite subjects and that is insurance and uh, even in more particular, Medicare. And, I've never known anybody other than somebody who's a coach. I know a couple of coaches that literally this is what they do all day long is they coach clinics on how to deal with Medicare. But other than those two people that I know, I don't know anybody that knows more about the ins and outs of Medicare than you. Great. Um, <laughs> so that is why you are a treasure trove of information. And, and I, I one of the goals of, of Big Fish is to... Is to share information and to, um, you know, love on our our doctors to help them navigate stuff that's confusing. It's just ultimately insurance in general is confusing. Yes, Medicare is this monster that, you know, we need to understand. And in some ways, and we're going to talk about this. Some ways it's it's easy, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not, you know, the and we'll get to this. But uh, the diagnostic codes that we use, mm-hmm. there's only certain ones. Mm-hmm. And as far as um, uh, procedure codes there's only certain things we can do that we get reimbursed for so in some ways it's very easy but in other ways it is just it's a nightmare um, mm-hmm. and so so thank you for for joining me and and we'll uh we'll just kind of open up um by talking about medicare just globally um let me let me ask you this char um, at this point in your career now mm-hmm. you and i would have been practicing together for like what 23 years now
1: Yeah, almost well 22 22
0: okay mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when we first started, we were helping people that were in their fifties or Mm forties and families. And now all those people are on, you know, on social security and Medicare. Yep. (laughs) So what percentage of your practice right now do you think is Medicare? Is
1: Medicare? I would say with, um, Medicare and social security disability, I would say probably 20, 25% of the people I take care of are Medicare age. Yeah. And, I, I, and are using Medicare as their insurance.
0: I would say, yeah, my, my practice is maybe even a little more than that. Maybe upwards of 30% at this point. Sure. Um, but yeah, so we deal with it a lot, you know, and it has changed over the years. Medicare is always kind of changing, mm-hmm. which is what drives me absolutely insane.
1: They're the grand poobah <clears throat> of insurances. They dictate a rule and they the other insurance companies follow suit. Yeah. So...
0: So that can be good and bad. Yes. Um, but bottom line is, and, and Medicare, of course, is not a solvent, um, you know, industry. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is a government-controlled and government-run program yes. that loses money every mm-hmm. year.
1: And they threaten to take it away a lot because right. they're losing money. Right. So. But
0: uh, politicians tend to want votes, yes. um, and so. Uh, Medicare keeps hanging in there and mm-hmm. keeps hanging around um, so uh, just globally um, you know what 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 are your thoughts in regards to um, is is Medicare a, a good insurance company if you want to call it a company is it a good insurance to to work with
1: I, I personally think Medicare is great um, it provides flexibility it allows patients to see pretty much any provider. I mean, I don't know of anybody that's not a Medicare provider. I mean, in the, in the medical profession, our profession, um, you could go to Arizona and be seen and not have any problems if you're a Minnesota resident. Um, it's a great insurance. It just is confusing because there's so many different options for care for Medicare. There's so many different types of plans, et cetera. So that's where when someone turns 65, they go to an insurance broker and they determine what they need to do. But as far as working with Medicare, it's based on medical necessity for our profession. Not a lot of um, insurance companies that are commercial plans are based on medical necessity. They give you visit limits. So as far as um, flexibility, Medicare is a great insurance.
0: Yeah. And they... um, You know overall uh, they're relatively easy easy to deal with yeah um, and you know there I don't know if there's another group of human beings that desire to use their insurance more than exactly senior citizens very much so that are on Medicare mm-hmm. I mean they kind of expect that they're gonna be covered and that you're gonna take their insurance and so you know uh, so let's speak to that for a second let, let me just ask you uh, are you are you glad that you're a Medicare provider
1: yeah I'm very glad I'm a Medicare okay. provider because what you just said is very true you know somebody retires their income is more limited now yeah you know they have to live off of X amount of money so that something is wrong with them they want to use their insurance they don't want to think about any other type of plan um, they don't want to go to a hospital and get a bill for you know billion $20,000 they're hoping their insurance covers it. So that's why, you know, we make sure that they choose wisely. So yeah Yeah, and and if you're
0: a younger doctor um, You know coming into practice you might say to yourself. Well uh, I'm gonna help young families and that might be 100% true and accurate. And I love helping young families. But mm-hmm. guess what? Young families turn into middle-aged families, which turn into Too. old people.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you got to be careful with that.
0: So, I mean, you know, kind of deciding to become a Medicare provider, even, even though that's not your target market for marketing, eventually you're going to have people that grow with you in your practice and they're going to become old just like you. Well, get injured. You, know, so.
1: you know, the older you get, the more vulnerable your back is, you're going to have more issues. So yeah. your chances are you will have a Medicare practice whether you like it or not. Yeah, you know, so it's just it's just how it is. So it's, I think in our profession, we like you said, Dr. Jeff, oh, I just want to take care of young families or I just want to take care of athletes. athletes. Right. I think that narrows the scope. Yeah. I mean, when we go to school to be a chiropractor, we should say, I want to take care of anybody that has a spine. Yeah. And, and we do that now because we see animals if you have the certification. Right, right. So by opening up your, your vision, you need to take care of anybody that has a spine and there are a lot of people over 65 with spines yeah so so get in there and take care of people
0: yeah you know I I, I look at my practice and I, I I'm blessed to, to watch you practice um, as well Shar. and I see you working with the elderly people and and you know I think you and I are on the same page some of our most fulfilling people and uh, uh, wonderful relationships are with our people that are like in their 80s right mm-hmm. now and I mean, they 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 can be your rock solid, you know, once or twice a week people that never, ever miss an appointment. Mm-hmm.
1: They'll drive in a snowstorm.
0: I mean, they will show up through COVID yep. and through blizzards mm-hmm. and through everything because they are in a rhythm and it's what they do, you well, know? And,
1: and they're thankful and grateful that somebody cares to help. Right. You know, there's many people... I, People think, you know, 65, you go to the medical doctor, you're on 27 prescriptions. That's not true. There's a lot of our patients that are not on multiple prescriptions because they've taken care of their spines throughout the years. And then you see a young person come in and they have a typed page. yeah, Uh, And that's really disheartening. So, you know, the earlier you can start care in which you and I both share uh, a practice filled with people that have been with us for a long time, it's because they're getting adjusted they're doing something proactive that keeps their spines healthy so they don't have so many reactive issues later
0: right. so. yeah they are a fun part of your practice um, yes, they are they can be a feisty part of your practice mm-hmm. um, but also a very rewarding and fun part of your practice um, over the years Absolutely. so um, uh, okay so let's let's kind of go down the um, the road a little bit if you will In regards to whether or not there's all this discussion and it's really confusing uh, to students because (laughs) there is no Medicare class where at school um, you're taught how to deal with Medicare. And so these uh, young doctors come out of school not knowing a doggone thing. Like, Mm -hmm. what are my options with Medicare? Do I even want to take it? Okay, so if they take your advice and, and, uh, yes, I'm going to become a a Medicare provider. What are those options for somebody who opens up their practice um, to either uh, deal with Medicare or not?
1: Well, I mean, for Medicare, you have to, we call it opting in. as a provider so the the quickest way to do that is to go on the Picos website and we can talk about that that's a whole nother animal but when once you opt in you are in you are considered a participating provider you can't really leave the Medicare system the only thing you can do is if you decide not to see Medicare patients anymore you can be a non participating provider but you're already in the pool so um,
0: so by opting in, does that mean like filling out the application? Yeah, filling out the application. It's like 88 pages yep, long.
1: Getting credentialed Getting credentialed Medicare, with Medicare. And agreeing to accept Medicare approved rates. So once you sign, just like with any other insurance company, you're agreeing that Medicare is going to pay you X amount the patient is responsible for X amount and that's it. You're not going to go above and beyond that, okay. just like with any other insurance.
0: So opting in is becoming a provider, provider for yep, Medicare. A preferred
1: provider for Medicare. Okay.
0: And then if two years later, you want to not deal with it anymore, then your option is to become a non-participating Participating provider.
1: provider. And that is filling out paperwork to do that. Right. It's, and in fact, every year um, we get a little green card in the mail for participation. Because um, every year between, I think it's like November through um, the, the first part of December is what's called Medicare Open Season. It's where um, people that have the insurance can change their plan and providers can make changes to their plan. So you have, you, every year we get a little card that says if you want to stay or opt in or out of Medicare, now is the time to do that. So if you're already opted in, you don't have to do anything with it, but if you want to opt out of Medicare and be a non-participating provider, that is the time to do that, which I think is crazy to do. You so, should stay in.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, there's really not a, a ton of benefit to no. opting out. No, there's a lot um, more
1: paperwork for opting out. You know? So if
0: you opt out, then um, you're having to fill out the ABN, ABN form. ABN and, form. And,
1: and And still bill Medicare even if you're opting out to get the EOB back. So it's a lot of paperwork. And I, I just don't see the necessity being that there's so many people that are going to be older. You're the, the generation needs care. So why would you not want to help them? Right. Because the you know there's no reason to do that
0: but the option for a young doctor would be well I don't want to do I don't want to do any insurance so I'm just not going to become a provider yeah
1: then okay. they can do a cash practice so
0: then so, so you can do a uh, cash practice
1: before you become a, you, if you opt into Medicare once you opt
0: in you're you're yeah you're, you're kind of so stuck.
1: you kind of don't want to do that you, you want to stay you if, if you've never credentialed with any insurance company then be a cash practice
0: okay all right. So, um, oh. as a chiropractor, yeah. so as a chiropractor, what would you say are some of the benefits of being a Medicare provider?
1: Well, Medicare is a very stable insurance to work with. I mean, they pay X amount patient pays X amount. It's very straightforward. Um, original Medicare is a great plan. Um, you know you I think in our profession you hear, oh, once you have Medicare, it's just not great. What they reimburse is is similar to other insurance companies. So it's actually very easy. They're very timely. they it, it doesn't take six months to process a claim. And so I, I, I think it it's it's a it's like very easy to work. Do with. you
0: deal with less denials with Medicare?
1: Well, I mean, the one thing Medicare requires is they, they require a subluxation-based diagnosis. I think that's amazing that, that an insurance company recognizes that we deal with subluxation. <coughs> right? That's a, an amazing. And they require the codes for that only. Right, A lot of insurance companies don't like our subluxation codes. They want us to use pain codes and other things. But Medicare actually wants us to do that because they recognize that we're the only profession to deal with subluxation. So they've already recognized what we do in the heartbeat of what we do. So, um, but it's not as difficult as people think they just need to use the right coding. The denials come from using the wrong codes. You can't use injury or accident codes for Medicare. And that's where chiropractors have problems.
0: So, um, so from the aspect of the insurance company hassling you and coming Mm -hmm. up with different reasons to, you know, not pay you, et cetera, et cetera, Medicare doesn't do that. No,
1: I mean, they, we, I mean, if you're doing
0: things right,
1: then they'll pay you
0: then they pay. It's because it's, it's based
1: on medical necessity. Okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: there, there aren't people like, uh, in the private industry, in the private insurance industry, they oftentimes, and I, I will keep this, uh, insurance company nameless. Um, but there, I, I had a patient that actually worked for this company. It's one of the largest, uh, ins- health insurance companies in the world. And, um, they were instructed Because this was back in the days when we sent everything uh, by mail. Yes. They were instructed when they got a stack of envelopes and they were all um, claims from doctors, they were instructed that every third envelope they would drop into the trash. That's terrible. Every third. So what that meant was every third envelope was lost in the mail.
1: Yeah, and not paid. Timely.
0: And so some of these um, uh, some of these companies had weird things going on uh, because they are not the government um, mm-hmm. and and they can make things extremely difficult and that's mm-hmm. not really what Medicare does. No, they they have their system it's set up and if you follow the rules and do how it's supposed to be done, um, things typically yes. just happen.
1: A, B, C, and D.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fill in the boxes, mm-hmm. do it right, and mm-hmm. and then you're good. Absolutely. Okay, so. Um, um, if you had to describe, just in general terms, uh, what are some of the what are some of the negatives? What are some of the things that make you roll your eyes or um, what are some of the things that bug you about Medicare?-
1: Well, I, I guess because we are in network, if we want to talk in and out of network, we are an in-network provider for original Medicare and Blue Cross Blue Shield in our office. Um what's been awesome is that some of the out of network plans accept our billing. But the one that doesn't is UCare. Mm-hmm. And UCare is a plan that's um not as expensive as other plans, so people on more limited income choose, but we can't bill that insurance. That's frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Um UCare won't even give us the time of day. There's nothing we can do with that. And a lot of people choose it because it is inexpensive. So in those situations, it kind of makes our hands tied. That's probably the most frustrating thing with Medicare, to be honest with you. Um, they, no matter, they won't even look at your claim. That's the problem. You can't even talk to anybody. You can't even basically verify you care if you're out of network. And so uh, that's of all the Medicare things that I deal with, that is the most frustrating because. I would say it's a lot more common now because of the economy people are choosing you care mm. and we can't do anything about it right and to go in network with you care is not something I desire to do because it's extremely limited care they they have their own gamut of things that they do they don't give a lot of visits to, to seniors and it's just that their cost is less right. so
0: you're you're asking for trouble um yeah it's not not my
1: favorite one to to deal with so
0: um let's go back to the process if somebody if somebody's deciding okay well i I think i want to deal with medicare i'll just learn how to do it and and i'll deal with it how how much of a nightmare of a process is it to opt in to become a provider for medicare Is, is it um is it a matter of filling out a couple of forms? Is it uh, six months uh, to get to become a provider, or what is that process like?
1: Well, when you and I became Medicare providers, it was a like a thirty-seven-page paper application. Um, what and so it was very long, filling out all this history and whatnot. Now Medicare has a site called Picos. It's um, I don't know exactly what Picos stands for. I should, but I, I, I don't. But you can do it all online and do it within fifteen minutes. And the turnaround time is very quick. It can be as quick as, as 10 days, 10 mm. business days. Wow! And so it's, it's um, very easy to do. It's a little harder if you're a brand new clinic. So if you're a brand new clinic and you've never opted in before, it might take a little bit longer, but Picos has been an amazing tool for Medicare credentialing. And so I thank them for getting rid of that paper application. Now, I'm sure some providers still use the paper, but they really want you to use the the online application. And it's very easy to, to navigate through. The questions are very straightforward. It tells you exactly what you need to do, and um, it's quick. So it's been awesome.
0: And so um, uh, a chiropractor that's starting a new clinic, does <clears throat> does that chiropractor need to become a Uh, an individual provider and then also have the clinic become a provider so there's two portions to becoming a a provider provider.
1: yes so they'd have to do um, the two different forms and then they would also have to do a reassignment so, to, I mean, anytime you credential with an insurance company, you need to make sure that whatever you're being paid comes back to you. So that for Medicare, they call it reassignment of benefits. So in this situation, you as an individual would reassign to your clinic. So then your liability for, for taxes and all that goes to your clinic as, as, instead of individual okay
0: so So, um do you basically have to do the process of opting in or becoming a provider twice then yeah because your clinic is a provider once for your clinic and
1: once for yourself and once for yourself but it's quick
0: then if you add in other other chiropractors into your practice you want to add a a couple associates or something like that then they just have to um become a provider for themselves.
1: Yep, they become an individually credentialed Medicare provider, and then they reassign benefits to the clinic that they're working with.
0: So then, if they if they ended up uh, leaving, uh, if an associate leaves a clinic, yep and um, opens their own practice someday, does that providership go with them? Their then?
1: individual providership goes with them, but realize <clears throat> Medicare has different um, regions. So we're considered national governmental services where we are in Minnesota, but if you move to North Dakota, that's Noridian Medicare. So you would have to re-credential. So if you go outside your Medicare area that you're currently in, you have to re-credential with Medicare in order to practice. So, so it's like starting over? Starting over. So mm-hmm. And basically. that can take longer depending on... The, I'm not as familiar with the other regions, but it might take a little bit longer. So,
0: okay. okay.
1: So you have to be careful. So when you buy a practice doc's, make sure you know where you're buying especially for medicare it's not it's not across the board
0: okay um okay so we talked about some of the benefits we talked about some of the negatives um
1: you know back to the negatives dr jeff the one of the only negatives i can think about is just make sure you know what you're billing and who you're billing to because when people say they have medicare everybody assumes it's the original medicare but there's a lot of different plans out there. Make sure you get a card. And that can be a nightmare if you're billing the wrong company. Because you may, it's not easy to figure out every, with all the privacy and the protection. There are so many Medicare plans out there. You need to make sure you have the card from your patient and not assume that they're original Medicare. Because most people, when they come to our office, they give us the original Medicare card, but they also give us, if they have an advantage plan or and that's you know something we can talk about later, they give us that card. But chiropractors make the mistake of, oh, the red, white, and blue Medicare card, let's send it there. And then it takes 30 days to find out they just billed the wrong company. So that right. can be a negative. So make sure you know what you're doing and your front desk is instructed on the correct card to take.
0: So as you're, as you're billing Medicare then, um, is that all online? Yes. Okay, so 100% of the billing yep. is online. Yep. Does it run through your normal clearinghouse? Yep.
1: So, and that's, you know, not all chiropractors use, use clearinghouses. I, from what I understand, it's a good thing to have a clearinghouse because they make sure that what you're sending is correct, all the information is correct, the payer ID is correct. So then it's not a, a wild goose chase. So yeah, it's all in there. Okay.
0: And... Um, Uh, how important is it to when somebody is handing you their insurance card etc to call on it or go to the website um, and make sure all of those details are correct and and what website is it that you go to
1: i mean across the board for insurance it is extremely important to verify correctly and it's hard because if you're a new doctor, you may not know if it's if it looks right. Because sometimes we we go online. Um, for Medicare, you can use two different sites. There's one called NGS Conics, and that's the Medicare hub. Or you can um, verify Medicare on availability. But it, it, it takes experience to know if it looks right or wrong. Because sometimes what we see on availability, I, I can tell right off the bat something doesn't look right. So then I call on it. And that's across the board for all insurances. But that's something that comes with experience, unfortunately.
0: Okay. <clears throat> now, uh, some people <coughs> some people that, that I know uh, that I take care of, <clears throat> they're in their 70s, but they're still working. Yes. And so they don't have Medicare. Um, yes. Why is that?
1: Because if you are working full time, I mean... You can opt into Medicare at age 65, so you're already in the pool. But if you're working full time, the insurance that you receive from your from the business you're working from is going to be your primary.
0: So they can't um, they can't decide for themselves if they want no. Medicare to be primary. No, they can't. No,
1: it's based on how many hours you work. So if a, and we have quite a few of those people in the office where, like you said, they're working full time still. So they have, let's say, Blue Cross Blue Shield that they got from their employer. That would be primary, and that includes also being primary for their spouse. And so then Medicare, because they've already opted in, because you don't want to not opt into Medicare when you turn sixty-five. So what? There's major penalties, financial penalties. The later you wait to opt in, so so you want to. Why opt is in.
0: it? Why why are there penalties it, because, for not opting Because they want in. you on
1: the plan. I, I don't know what the exactly the monetary penalty is, but it gets expensive. To not opt in right away, so a lot of our people have their primary insurance from their employer when they're working full time, and then Medicare secondary. Okay. So. So if, if um,
0: does it have to get billed to Medicare as a secondary if you're billing the? Um, I mean, it, primary insurance, and it's like uh, Health Partners. Well, or Well, they like
1: technically that? want you to do that, but realize Medicare has a set price that they pay for our billing. A nine eight nine four one a set price so if the health partner's plan pays more than that set price medicare is not going to pay you anymore right so
0: do they still require you to they want you to
1: send it to them yes
0: that's delightful yes don't you just yep they want
1: it they want you to do it in that sequential order
0: okay um Good. Uh, we have gone here 26 minutes, and uh, you know, really, I, and let's just kind of recap a little bit. So we t- we talked a little bit about um, Medicare and why why it's a good thing to have that in your office. Um, you know, the seniors they t- typically want to use it, um, and so it's a, a nice benefit to be able to help those people. Um, uh, some of the some of the good things and the bad things about Medicare, etc. But um, I just had a question I was gonna ask you (laughs) I I lost it so we're gonna do this in two parts so um, I'm gonna come back and we're we're gonna talk a little bit more about the different plans Mm -hmm. so um, we're gonna be done here with this episode so I want everybody to chew on this uh, some of the pluses some of the minuses of Medicare and just kind of the global view now we're gonna get into some of the more details of Medicare Um, we're gonna talk about uh, uh, what is the difference between a replacement plan and a supplement plan um, and a secondary? All of those kind of things. Are, are x-rays covered through Medicare? Are, are exams covered? What, what's required? Uh, what, what is the deductible? All, all those kind of pieces. We're going to talk about those pieces here in part two. Okay. So <laughs> stay hungry, my friends, because you do have to get this figured out if you're going to deal mm-hmm. with Medicare. Absolutely. And as always, pay. It forward.
1: Cairo feeds.